there's gonna be a moment on set where everyone is sitting down together eating good food and that's that's always gonna create like a second wind especially if you've been mm -hmm. shooting in the morning and everyone just chills sits down for a moment eats really nice food together but you need like to also make sure you have enough space and that uh, you don't just have the one hour drive if possible so that you can just keep the footage safe and send it over with different people. But if you think about it, all these things are more to just like human things, like take care of the people. A good way to like keep asking people to do things for free while you are waiting or finding the funds to do bigger things, then you just like take care of them, make them feel like, but I don't just care about your skills, I care about you. What's up, everybody? <laughs> New Pictures here, back at you with another podcast called Department Spotlight. It's the show where we talk to our friends and colleagues about their experiences in the film industry and just film in general. In this episode, we're going to be talking about making a short film, um, but like more the hidden stuff. The planning, uh, hidden costs, finding a crew, all that good stuff behind the scenes that goes into what's on the screen. What are some hidden costs of a short film, making a short film? So last year when we were making the short films during the pandemic, we obviously wanted to keep the crews as small as possible. So I sort of took on that responsibility to be the producer. But I'm not a, I'm not a producer. Let me just, let me just, I'm not a producer. I would say you're other a producer. People, other people can do it much better. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> But no, I, I don't enjoy it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but I will do it if we can save some money and make the form no. better, which um, I think that was the goal. And I think we, we achieved it. From my experiences, because um, I produced four short forms. Birth of Karen was the first one. Then it was a redacted, proof of concept. It was just the three. Well, technically, I also did Home. Yeah. And I also did my Scott, so five. <laughs> but those last two don't really count because they were just me literally doing everything else except writing with Mark. Those were the five things that I've produced in my life. Um, I I don't I do still think that there's better, and we got Brianne Holtz back uh, with Tyra Nell um, to produce one of something recently, and it was just so much better. <laughs> It's just so much better because like what I mean when I'm saying I'm not a producer is like I, I don't plan for everything or I don't, I didn't, especially in the beginning, I didn't know what I needed to plan for exactly. There was production design stuff that again, because we needed to keep the crew small, I was responsible for getting the production design stuff. That was just a nightmare. <laughs> Get a production designer. So hidden costs, I would say the biggest thing is food. Yeah. Like... Don't pay your crew in pizza, especially we've, uh, we've done like 14 movies in now, technically, because we've done a couple recently that you'll hear about in the future. But food is, I think, the biggest thing. You want to keep your crew motivated, especially when they're working for free and you want to make them feel appreciated. And the best way that I found to do that is by giving them good quality food. Yeah. And we've had some pretty good quality and food. Snacks. And snacks, good. yes. Nice, nice amount of snacks as well. It reminds me of um, Between the Setups, Rip 
Um, rest in peace, our YouTube series Between the Setups. One that we did with Justin Strader when we were talking about on public engagement, go check it out, um, on SUP, that's the other day. We were talking about departments working with another, with one another and watch which department your department relies on most in the uh, relationship that you have with that department. And he was the only one, but it was really important, was he said catering as an actor. It was like catering is the most important department. If you're making a short, a, a extremely low budget or no budget short film, you just have to have good catering. It's like, it's like a non-negotiable. Like you can wear many hats, you can do different things, but you should just have to. Yeah, feed the people. Yeah. Feed the people. Because yeah, like from a very minimal experience with uh, producing, but minimal I mean none. <laughs> well, I produced one film. Oh, we mugged. Had mugged. And uh, that was literally just me finding the actors and then and the locations, which was my house. And, <laughs> well, and, 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 and this and, random park. In Pretoria. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I think that's a really good uh, thing to talk about when it comes to expenses. I think if you just make sure the food's okay, if you can't afford to pay everyone, I think that keeps morale up at least if the food's quality. Because... If there's no food or anything on set, then you're just gonna like if you spend your budget on everything yeah. else and don't look out for the crew and then like no they should bring their own food. I think you're gonna have a yeah. very unhappy team on set because I know there's one. I'm not gonna mention any names, but I know there's one short film where they spent all their money on locations and production design and stuff, and then there was nothing left, almost nothing left for catering. So they just had like one platter for like 20 people. And I just heard people going off on there and they had like a five litre of water and, and that, and that's all they had on set. And I just know that because the energy was so like bad and because people were so angry, like the film just didn't come out well in the end and everyone just blamed it on the producer. So I think it may not be that much of a hidden cost, but it is a cost that you need to, like it is the unexpected cost. I think that people yeah. just need to focus on when you are on a lower budget set. I think um, that's something that's extremely important. I know I've yeah. always been happy if, like someone says, I need to go and sit with him. And they say, they can't really pay me that much. But they said, we will help you out with lunch and we will take yeah. care of that. And I'm always like, okay, fine, let, yeah. me, let me do that. Because you know? I think we've spoken about creating like a good environment on set as well. And something you don't really cons- sort of fully consider when you're thinking about providing good food is that there's going to be a moment on set where everyone is sitting, to da- sitting down together eating good food. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's always going to create like a second wind, especially if you've been mm. shooting in the morning Then everyone just chills, sits down for a moment, eats really nice food together, chats mm. about what they've just been done, chats about how good the food is. And it just like... Yeah, especially if they're meeting for the first time as yeah. well. Like, mm. It's just a really nice ice, like icebreaker as well. Like I know for the f- project we shot recently for me, like when you just like, I didn't know anyone on set, but then when you get to sit down... And like no one knows each other and you're just eating. It just gives you that nice moment mm. for where you can just like, everybody can just kind of bond. Um, so yeah, I think that's a big part of what we're talking about today. It's just the catering is that. And I think also another expense um, that I think is important is also just for production design as well, just to like, sometimes if you need a certain thing to look a certain way, it's best to just rather keep some of that money also just for buying things that look good yeah. for the movie for the production we went on um, we set aside a little bit of money that really helped with 
like getting things for the set to make it look good and stuff. I think that's also like something where you really need to also just make sure you have a little bit of money just in case, yeah. like even for wardrobe, for like if you need gloves or if you need yeah. something specific, I think that's like something that's also very important for on camera um, that yeah. you can't that you can't really see that money. Like you can't really put that in post. Like you need that production design yeah. to be shot in camera and stuff. So I think that's an important cost. Another thing I would say is for location hosts, always buy a gift. And I, re- re- I learned this recently. I wish I learned it earlier from Brianne. Is mm-hmm. like, if you're shooting at someone's house, um, just buy them something. Get like those lint chocolates or mm-hmm. little plants or whatever. Just something to show your appreciation because you're using this space for free. And if you've ever gone in a short form, it's very disrupting. Like, you're not going not gonna to mm-hmm. live in peace. You're not going to just sit and watch TV while those people yeah. are it's very disruptive so just buying something as a token of appreciation um if even if you can't afford an expensive thing you know just get something that's like not like 20 rand but like 200 rand i mean you would have spent 5000 rand on this location on a professional set mm-hmm. so just get like something mm-hmm. something nice yeah you know? that's that's interesting you say that because that's literally like what i learned from brianna as well on the last shoot we did where she was the producer on it because i've never like on all my productions i've worked on i've never seen somebody give a gift to the host as like a, a thank you thing and for us we've used the host before and then this time it was Brianne, and she just came up to me she's like listen can i just give um uh, the host this gift and i think it would just really help and i was like oh wow that's such a nice thing to do and because when we gave it to those because we shot it before it was like new for them and they're like Oh, thank you so much. Um, you really didn't have to do this, but you're like, no, you like insist. Like, yeah, please have this gift. And I think that's such a nice thing. You know, like you said, because that is a proper like hidden expense because no one ever thinks about spending money on something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's something really nice because then the host will invite you back. And I think in the South African industry, it's nice to just keep that relationship and those connections with those hosts for future. Because you never know when you want to shoot with them again. And if you treat them really badly or if you just don't consider them. Um, it kind of closes them off, not just just your crew, but to future shoots that want to use that location as well. So I thought that was really yeah. nice thing she did as well. You know? I think another hidden cost for a short film, and it's quite a big consideration on like a, a bigger, bigger budget thing. There's like a whole section devoted to it, but um, transportation, like mm-hmm. petrol, yeah, is a very important thing for a short film. I mean, obviously, you want to find a location that sort of roundabout where everyone sort of lives and stuff but there there's you there's always someone that's coming from Pretoria mm. why <laughs> <laughs> so is it these one or two people well, that are from coming from South, Pretoria like from Mondial like yeah who yeah, those people <laughs> this is a joke about Caitlin living in the south oh yeah, yeah. No, we're no, okay no, with no, people no, living in the it's, south it's, it's, the south of America it's me in particular apparently the south is just South of Johannesburg. To other people is far. It's <laughs> really far. Yeah, so just consider that where everyone's coming from, especially if they are, if it's like a one-day thing where they aren't getting paid, it's just for the food, as we mentioned, and stuff. If they're doing mm-hmm. you a huge favour, think about everyone, how everyone's getting there, and then that comes into considering, you yeah. know, um, if everyone is coming there, then we've spoken about it this before, but... Um, where they're going to park and then do yeah. the, Do you need to get a security? Mm. Yeah. That's another hidden sort of thing. Yeah. Is do you need to provide security? Yeah. Mm. And also if, you, if you're if parking somewhere else and bringing people to the 
location like we've done a couple of times um do those people need to pay for the parking at that place like if it's at a mall and then just pay for their parking <laughs> you know give them the cash mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. uh, i think that's a good yeah. one as well because you never know like sometimes people have to like uber to sit and stuff like that so also just find out where people live and just trying in the most mm-hmm. convenient way to pick people up i think is a good one but i just want to touch on back on that where you spoke about security as well i think that's just another uh, I think uh, particularly for our country as well is another hidden expense where we haven't actually like I don't think we've <laughs> exactly I mean we spoke about it before um, I don't think we've ever actually paid for security on set on our no, we have have we a couple of times yeah. yeah and I think it's always just a peace of mind you're, like you're paying for peace of mind basically it's just to know that your gear is safe because gear and equipment can be expensive and especially mm. if you're shooting late at night on the streets I think um, that's just another consideration to have is just to make sure that you pay for some kind of security on set, especially also with cars, like we said, mm. when cars and gear is involved, like gear that you can't be around, I think it's always good to just have security around or just find a location that's near, maybe a police station or something like that, I think mm. is um, something. And like, I think it's, it sort of feels like it's piling on a lot now. Mm. But if you think about it, all these things are more to just like human things, like take care of the people. Because like, if you if you paid these people their proper rates, you know it would be way more expensive than just taking care of these small things and then making them feel taken care of. Because yeah. um, obviously the goal is to eventually pay people their proper rates. You don't want to keep using the same people over and over for free and then never offer them like a paid job. But a good way to like keep asking people to do things for free while you are waiting or finding the funds to do bigger things then you just like take care of them yeah. make them feel like oh i care about you as a person I'd, I'd, i i mean yes we we making this project and you giving me your skills but i don't just care about your skills i care about you yeah and i think uh we should just um say this as an add-on like this was all of our podcasts this is we're talking mainly about hidden expenses when it comes to short forms because um bigger productions like they can afford to like to if they miss hidden expenses they have always that like that yeah. studio money to cover it. I mean look at that movie of Christopher Nolan. I feel like we were speaking about it in our podcast. But uh, what's uh, Interstellar where they literally built an entire farm for that movie. Um, that that farm that he lives on that like all those crops they planted themselves what? and they burned that oh, crops goodness. and all of that and then the crops that was left over because they had so much money they then donated donated it to the local community all that extra food and stuff from Good. that farm that they built and stuff but, but that's I mean, like responsibility <laughs> if they just threw it away I'd be so no but I mean I think it's because they felt bad because they burnt down yeah, that good. entire crop they should feel bad <laughs> exactly so um, I thought that was kind of interesting like how like hidden expenses are kind of kind of covered in those bigger production but when you work on a short form you kind of also like you know, kind of infiltrate your writing as well where you're trying to write so that the expenses you don't have to think of all those other hidden expenses you try to write for like a safer place mm-hmm. or you try to write um, for a smaller crew and stuff like that so I think even in the writing part of it the hidden expenses is something that you have to kind of keep in mind to try and make sure that you um, you don't have to think about those things on set or afterwards or have to pay for things after set I mean after like uh, you're on set and things like that so I think it's also something just to keep in mind when you're writing a form as well yeah. what could be I the think hidden a, expenses I, mean, I think a sort of ironic thing is when you're talking about feature forms a hidden expense is an accountant. He deals with the accountant. He deals with the expenses. So it's like, so that's pretty interesting. On a, on a feature, you would get somebody to literally deal with hidden expenses. But 
but yeah, I think it's interesting because you like when I worked on like I wouldn't say it's a bigger budget, but the, the form I worked on, the feature I worked on, like they had expenses that came up like almost daily when it came to the actors. Like the actors would be like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm getting too hot. I hate this location." Then they had to like go buy hand fans and and all of these things and get assistants to come and just fan them the whole day <laughs> and things like that. And I just thought like. And every day they would just have to throw money at certain things that the actors would need. Like, I remember, I'm not saying the actor's name, but a certain actor would only, like, before a scene, would want to be bathed in coconut milk. And they would have to fill up a whole bath of coconut milk. And that's one of the expenses. Like, how do you explain that to an You know what's really interesting? You know what's really really interesting? I was watching... uh, I was watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And in the third season, they, like talk about when you when you start like start performing in bigger things you have to have a weird thing that you ask for just, just to have it there's like no reason for it you just need a weird thing and like they opted for like a hundred yellow teddy bears in the hotel room I guess this this actor was like I, I want a coconut milk bath I don't know I think it's just the a weird ride. thing is that in the rider it's probably in the rider yeah yeah so a rider is for if if anybody doesn't know a rider is uh, sort of a contract that you give to the producers that sort of puts the conditions yeah. like I will only work yeah. if these conditions are yeah. met. An example for this, if you're honest, coconut butter. Coconut, bar. I'm coconut not milk. And oh. the thing is, we were I'm kind of giving away a lot of, but we were shooting in artists, okay? So how to be a sport now. And that's like, it's so hard for that, like that one like production um, like person had to find coconut milk in one of the artists, like in this like like um, animal resort, like kind of place. And they're like, where are we going? A whole bath of it. A whole bath of it. And then they also wanted a certain kind of crystals just before to have on set and stuff like that. To keep them in the mood. So yeah, I think it's really yeah, interesting. No, don't do that. <laughs> Be that person. Like, because you know, like, you're taking you're taking advantage. Yeah. Because you're probably getting paid a lot if you're that type of person as well. Exactly. So yeah. You're taking advantage and like, dude, man. If I was working with someone and I knew that that was happening, I I would I'd be what, I'd. What would you do? No, I, I think I, I wouldn't. <laughs> It's like so disrespect. I think it's so disrespectful. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny that we're talking about these bigger budget. Because I'm just going to use the one big budget for my show as an example. Because also, a lot of actors would say no. They want to be not at this hotel, a different hotel. Okay, but and here's then, the thing, right? Yeah. Um, we're talking about the ugly side of movie making now, and that's like in the feature world, which yeah. we haven't really lived in. Yeah. But if you have an actor who can demand those types of things, the chances are that that actor is probably going to be one of the biggest draws to make no, money that, for your movie but that's what so I'm then saying. they they no, sort of have that um pool they can literally the money that you're spending now on mm. this coconut milk whatever that's like that's an expense and it's like unnecessary mm. but you're gonna make so much money no. back just because they're in it sure. no but another thing also no but just to go back to it like the ones i'm talking about now besides that actor there was also three other actors that were really not known they were like, no, we put us in a better hotel or put us in this. And then, because hotels were already booked, they had to now book other hotels. And I know from speaking to people that handled that part of it, like the booking parts, like they had to like, try and find all this money for these things. And then there was this one actor that they were like upset about something on the scene. And so they, to get back at production, they kind of left all the faucets on in the room they were staying in. 
when they left, like to go back to like the like the country they were shooting in, and the production had to pay the hotel because of that whole anger. Okay, but that's something else. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like you, there's like I'm just talking about like the ugly side of some of the other hidden expenses in terms of when people can like literally <laughs> yeah, production. Expenses. Yeah, where production has to literally like pay back for certain things that you would never think they would have to pay for. I'm just trying to give examples of like things that I've seen that are pretty intense as well. It just comes down to being a nice person. Just be a nice person. If you've got like, I don't know, like you like a particular type of sweet or something, like <laughs> that's rad. But like, and like, I'm not averse to like a little bit of strangeness, right? But like whole bar. So he's crossing the line. <laughs> but I think, I think we've we've yeah. gone a little bit on a tangent, and I think this is sort of a different topic. We're talking specifically about short film admin in this podcast. <laughs> so let's get back to that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but I, I, thought, I just thought that'd be like something interesting to talk about. Let's talk about admin more specifically. So admin isn't always just money. What are some admin things that uh, you had, you know you had to like figure out on the day that you sort of can take along to the next project? Some like logistics, like where do people stay or production design stuff. For example, I uh, on on a production we got these lights in, but then the lights only had the round plug that we have in South Africa. Put a picture somewhere for the listeners i don't know it's the round plug okay it has it's a two-pronged round plug i think they use it in europe as well um and so the lights only had those plugs in south africa we use a three-pronged sort of triangle plug on our walls and on our extension cords so we had to find like a store like a checkers and just buy a couple of these adapters because we didn't have them on set so that's something to think about as well. Like your gear, um, what power adapters does it use? I was thinking as soon as you said that about production design and gear, I don't know what my mind is on transportation, but um, you also have to think about how you're getting production design there if it's big. Mm-hmm. Or gear, do you need a trailer or something like that? You can't just expect people to put all this stuff in their cars, even though we haven't really had something where we require large production design, but you, I think it's, you don't only have to think about the production design, it's just all about the logistics of like how it's going to get there, who's it going to go with, is it, is the stuff going to fill up cars so that you need more transportation, something like mm. that. Mm. No. Even when it comes to like things like uh, printing out documents and stuff like yeah. that, you know, like you need to know, like if you're going to pay someone, like you need to go buy, like uh, to go to the shops to actually like print it and pay for it. Or do you know someone on production, they can print out contracts. So that's something that happened on our set where we like, it was something we just happened to forget. And then we had to like say, okay, do we need to put money aside to print like a lot of contracts where we recruit member yeah. to sign and stuff like that. And, and I think things like that are also interesting things that you don't really yeah. think of. And, and then it comes out to be... Just something quite important on the day as well. Yeah, yeah and printing scripts as well. Like yeah. Make sure there's a couple of extra scripts on mm. set. I always forget that. <laughs> yes. Mark is the printing guy. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, I think another uh, hidden cost that people don't think about is also not is um hard drive space. I mean, we when we were shot at that Silver Scaring film recently, we had to also be like, oh, listen, we need to get in like a couple of extra hard drives just for space because you don't know how like if the shooting like the 
like how like big those files are going to be. Yeah. And I think that's something also you don't really think about when you think of a small production, like when you shoot and you shoot like over, because I know for me, I was shooting behind the scenes and I shot like three hours of footage. And so you, know, you need like to also make sure you have enough space and that uh, you don't just have the one hard drive if possible so that you can just keep the footage safe and send it home yeah. with different people and stuff. Yeah, like. so we didn't have hard drives for our first couple of films. I mean, we have our own like personal hard drive yeah. because we were shooting on the A7 III, which uh, back then was a really good camera and it shot really well um, for like whatever, what it cost. Um, but the files were like 60 gigs or whatever for a whole film, right? Mm. Then we got the A7S III and you know, the files went from being 60 gigs to being 150 gigs. Now we've got the Blackmagic 6K Pro <laughs> and think files are like a terabyte, half a terabyte. And it's like, where is this footage going to go? <laughs> like, exactly. Where are you going to keep it? How long are you going to keep it? Like, um, we shoot this podcast uh, on three cameras, A7 III, 7S III and the Blackmagic 6K so that we can zoom in for the mm. wide angle. You know, one podcast is like 250 gigs yeah. on the on the black magic. So what I do is I, I edit the whole thing and then as soon as I export it, I um, export a, like a like a graded version MP4 of the 6K, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then I delete the original raw footage and then it goes from being 250 gigs to only 45 gigs. Yeah. Um, so storage like how do you save your storage yeah. i mean films we don't delete anything. yeah but i mean even just talking about not just like in terms of having like an extra hard drive but even just external storage for the cameras themselves because sometimes when you're shooting a film and like you go for these long takes you sometimes need to get like external recorders and stuff like that just to help with that because obviously you get these some of these cards that just can't handle the way you're shooting you know like that's why we got the Atomos set also helps with that mm. and, and things like that I think that's also just just to help if you can afford it just to help it maybe get something as an external recorder for whatever uh, you're recording with you know and talking about storage that reminded me of um, Google Drive oh right hit it up <laughs> hit it up fam yeah. um, but Google Drive business Google Drive business yeah or Dropbox just some way to be able to work remotely, especially yeah. COVID vibes. I think our Google, because we, obviously we, we've got like our business and our business needed uh, an email account. Mm. So we went with Gmail for business, which is how, you, you know, you can attach your website to it. And then it's like at loopictures.com. What, what that just does, Google just includes unlimited shared hard drive space which is insane um, and then also on top of the unlimited shared hard drive space your personal drive gets one terabyte of free space i've used like 400 gigs just on my personal thing yeah. well personal but on our shared drives because we upload like most of our footage it's probably it's probably well over a terabyte that we've uploaded yeah so that's a very good uh, and it's like, it's like you pay monthly yeah. and you just get it and it's yeah. Yeah. I think I just have also just a question, just because I don't really know, but just for Yaku and for Marku know more of the admin side. Do you think also that it would be wise to also just save a little bit of capital maybe for a contingency or like if you ever need to go back or if you ever, if you guys ever needed to do that, we needed to go back to something and maybe you needed like a little extra money for going back or do you think that's a... What do you mean going back? 
like for contingency days, like if you're like, you like missed a shot or if you like need to call someone back for like ADR or something like that, do you think um, that's something also that I think if you can, then yes. But we because if we miss a shot, we're like because <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm asking is we like recently had a project where we were shooting going into nighttime um, and then there was like the shot and like should we get it or should we come back tomorrow yeah. with the actors but I think when it comes to shorter films you try to make sure that you can get as much as possible yeah. in that day I don't think that we really that, have the, the, yeah. the money and for yeah that day we couldn't come back because then we would have to pay the actors or we, well not pay the actors but we would have to get food again <laughs> exactly and like we like we just said we get good food right? <laughs> so our food is not cheap and for this film we only had budget for food yeah. and a little bit of transportation and like that's that's it if we had, we would literally double our budget just exactly. by adding another day so if you can add contingency then yes otherwise just cram it in we did take that shot even though it was getting a bit dark yeah. and it looked fine yeah i think that's uh, another thing where you look at the differences with, with a short form versus like a lot like not not a not short form a low budget form or like where you can't really afford to have another extra day. That's why we always try to shoot things in one day to try and keep the cost down. Um, but if you can, then um, go for it. But like, that's why we always try to be efficient with trying to get everything done usually in one day. Also, this comes with experience, but knowing how long things take mm. is also very exactly. important. Yeah. Uh, if you're shooting with a smaller camera like we've been doing, then it's actually, you can get a lot more done than if you're shooting with a big, you know, red or a, even the black magic it's a lot easier to shoot with the sony because you could just pick it up and start shooting and like even if you don't have a lot of lights then mm. your cinematographer isn't gonna tinker too much with the lights <laughs> if you've got a lot of lights then like okay well let's let's get a backlight let's, <laughs> get, this, let's get the sunshine and bring yeah. a bounce and so if you don't have a lot of lights it's actually also a lot moves a lot quicker obviously don't don't tell your cinematographer no you can't have lights because you're gonna take too long they know better than you but but yeah i think those are just some some things so moving on to finding a crew um i think for us i think we and we spoke about it a while back was one of the pros of going to film school was that um you build a network when people have asked me about going to film school like they're going into film school one of the first things I mention is that you're going to meet like-minded people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where we have mostly found our crews is just from people that we like working with or people that we were in other crews in film school and we want to work with them. Um, or people who we've worked with before and then they know somebody that they've worked with before and then it just sort of like spreads out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I shoot a lot of like social media things for different corporate companies and stuff like that, and usually they will like message a per- like message you like two days before or something, and you really need to find a crew within that day, within that that space of time. And then usually what I end up doing is like you said, I message someone that knows someone like okay, but do you know someone that has a similar kind of camera? Or do you know? And I've met some incredible people through uh, just like you know just trying to through the avenues I know from film school. They usually help me find people. And I think mm-hmm. also another good place to find is also on Instagram. I found some good mm-hmm. um, videographers and stuff like that from Instagram. Um, I mm-hmm. met some people from Cape Town. So I think also if you just like go into groups on social media as well, they can really help you also just find people. Yeah. 
uh, when it comes to networking. Another, you know? another thing that we we found was pretty cool is Mark and I like to go to the After Film Festival. In 2019, we saw some really good films, and like that was sort of like they were out of our year groups. We weren't at After anymore. But then going to the films and seeing what the students are making, then you're like, oh, cool, maybe this person would be keen to help out. In those cases, it's a little bit more difficult because you don't have that direct connection. And like a lot of people promise a lot of things in film. So having like, like we have like our channel and we're like, oh yeah, we made this thing and this thing and this thing. That helps to like, with that credibility, because you need credibility. I think it's a lot more difficult if this is your first film to get a stranger to work on your first film. If it's your first thing ever, then definitely you need people who you know and people with low expectations. As if you've done a couple of things, then yeah. it's much easier to just ask people to do things. Another big thing to mention is if you go to sub.co.za, there's a collaborators tab there that they've recently added. And it's really cool because you can upload your profile deck, upload a little picture, a little bio, there's little tags for um, what you do and it's going to be a great place for if you need someone who does a specific thing or if you're maybe recently starting out, you want to make a short film, you can go to the collaborators page and you can contact the people that are there. So it's all in one place for you. Yeah, I think and then really from there, you're going to meet someone who's going to meet someone who's going to meet some. He's yeah. going to, you know. Okay. It sounds like sub is sponsoring us, but they're not. <laughs> Usually you just go into these Facebook groups and then sometimes because there's such, there's people there that's like been in the industry, sometimes they'll just shoot you down and they'll say you're asking a stupid question. But I think the nice thing with that collaborative page on sub is that it's all kind of people all kind of in the same boat as you. And so like they, you don't have to feel ashamed when you ask something or if you need yeah. some help, you know. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening. If you like this audio podcast and you'd like to watch the video version, head on over to youtube.com forward slash loop pictures and uh, check out our other videos. Maybe hit a subscribe, check out some videos, hit a, hit a membership, a like, leave a comment, all those good things. So yeah, until next time, go out there, stay safe and, and make, make your movie. movie.